everybody, and uh, welcome to the Far Out Podcast. And before we get the whole gang together on the show, I just had a quick little announcement from one of our sponsors. Came in last minute, so I decided to record it and make, make sure we got it into the show today. Uh, so I'm tacking at the beginning, and uh, let me see here. Let's see what we got. Um, let's see. Uh, you know, I, I, I just can't do it. I, I'm just not feeling it right now. I got to be honest, because sometimes, sometimes I get a little bummed out about my male pattern baldness. All right, I, I, you know, if you can bear with me, I just need a little support right now. So let me let me call up a buddy of mine, my friend Patrick. I use Skype because he's in England. Hello, Todd, my boy. Are you calling your old chum, Patrick Stewart, for a little advice again? Yeah, you know, Pat, I'm just feeling down again about my male pattern baldness. You know, I, I just feel like I look like a dope. Hush, hush, my boy. Bald is strong. Bald is sexy. Bald is virile. Well, maybe on you, because you played John Luke Picard on Star Trek The Next Generation. No, my boy. You can have this power, too. You know how I know that bitches love bald men? Why is that, Pat? I've pulled more ass from Star Trek conventions than Shatner. Ha ha ha! Because Shatner is hiding behind that mangy, muskrat wig he staples to his bloated, alcoholic skull every morning. Women love a smooth, shorn head. Mule Brenner once told me, Dear Patrick, you're not balding, you're only getting more head. Let me tell you, boy, me and Worf double-teamed a pair of twins dressed like seven of nine last week in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, that convention you did with Michael Dorn, the guy who plays Worf, and um, the, the Klingon, and uh, Will Wheaton, right? Yes, but when Worf and I get down to business, little Willie Wheaton has to sit in the corner and watch. He's not ready to play with the big boys yet. But, secretly, I suspect he prefers watching than doing. Okay, you know, Patrick, I'm starting to feel a little better already. Great to hear, my dear lad. Now I'm off to have some tea. Earl Grey. Hot. Talk to you later, Pat. All right, let's get on with the show. You're listening to The Far Out Podcast. Starring Todd Perry. He kissed me on the cheek when he finished. Fuck Perez. Thank you, Ronnie. What do you think, I'm naive to the game? And I'm your announcer, Elliot. Amazing. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry and to the right of me is the great Buck Perez. Hey Todd, how we doing? And coming back, it's nice to have you back on the show again. Uh, the uh, I'd say the uh, definitely the third man on the show. He does uh, tons and tons and tons of writing that we use on the show and uh, he's... Uh, He's, he, he's uh, I'd say, kind of a producer of the show, announcer. Elliot, nice having you back. Uh, like T-Rex says, it's good to be back. Yeah. He's, uh, he is the Seacrest of our show. <laughs> is he? Yes, he I is the Ryan to be the, the, the Dunkelman of the show, but... I don't know what that means. Yeah, I'm not... Is that a sexual term? Uh, well, the, well, the Dunkelman, it's like worse than the cuckold. It's the guy that comes in after the cuckold. Just watches. Is he the cleanup guy? He, 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 watches, he watches the cuckold. Like that's how bad he is. Oh. No, uh, no. Dunkelman was um, 
on American Idol, they had originally <gasps> oh, it was the other dude who was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he? He was kind of funny. Well, compare you know when you put someone next to Seacrest. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Comedy by association. <laughs> right. Sometimes like it's kind of like you go you go to a dinner party and nobody there's funny at all. And then you just you have a couple like really lame cliche jokes and everybody thinks you're the funniest guy in the room just because that's a lame room. <clears throat> this has happened to you? Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, oh and then people talk to my wife, your husband's so funny. It's just because nobody at this party was funny. You know? Uh-huh. You know? Uh, do you think uh, Dunkelman got uh, Randy and them around to get fired and they're like, sorry, dog. <laughs> sorry, dog. So, uh, you know, we're just coming back off of uh, Thanksgiving. Everybody enjoy the Thanksgiving? Everybody have a good time? Uh, spending with family. Yeah. Honestly, it was boring. Yeah. It was boring for me. Yeah. It was a boring time. I know that's mean to say. <laughs> you know, spending time with family is always supposed to be good times and all that stuff. Right. It was pretty boring. Well, unless, like, your family has a bunch of people in AA, you know, then that could be... I'm not be... looking for anything exciting like that, but, I mean, come on. Yeah, it was same old shit. Yeah. You yeah. said Elliot, yours? Hmm? Uh, I got treated to a crazy-ass dinner with, like, 40 people. They had three birds, one smoked, one deep-fried, and then one ovened. What are you talking? Yeah, I got uh, tons of awesome food. It was actually pretty sweet. It's actually kind of like a party at Buck's house. One smoked, one <laughs> deep-fried, <laughs> one ovened. I was smoked, yes. <laughs> I, had, I had a nice Thanksgiving. We had, we had Thanksgiving over here at my house, and we had, like, a whole bunch of family over. But uh, <laughs> there was a bit of a cultural misunderstanding that happened at my Thanksgiving where... It's about one thirty. I'm watching the Raider game. Like my wife's got, she's getting the turkey ready. She's got like a bunch of I don't know carbohydrate foods that are getting ready to get cooked, and she's got dishes piling up, and she's doing this and doing that. She's got the ABBA playing because I know whenever my wife gets down to business, she puts like ABBA on Pandora. I think that's Ugh. some kind of female empowerment. You Ugh. know, she starts yeah, playing. My lady like, likes the ABBA. <laughs> yeah, w- women. It's like I always say that ABBA is like Queen for bitches. <laughs> like guys get all worked up when they listen to Queen. You know, it's kind of like the same era. Buck, you're looking at me like no, no. It's, it's 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 in the same vein, but I'm just a huge ABBA fan, so I'm taking offense to this. <laughs> that sir is a false equivalent. Exactly. You're, you're I'm like D. Snyder's dad. <laughs> I don't get that, but yeah, okay. D. Snyder's uh, dad's a big ABBA fan. I'm no. not here today. I'm not here mentally right now. I'm sorry. So uh, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So about it's like one thirty. Uh, I, I, I'm in the backyard, like cleaning some shit up or getting some chairs ready or whatever, and I hear like over our gate, I hear this Tom. Tom! Oh, shit. Only one person calls me Tom. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? That's, yeah. the, that's our gardener. <laughs> oh, shit. So I look at Sergio, the gardener's like, Tom! Tom! I came in fixing the sprinkler! Because we had like a busted sprinkler. So uh, Sergio... This is, this is on Thanksgiving? Yes! I'm, I'm coming to fix the sprinkler, Tom! I'm like, oh, no. This is not going to be good. So like, I go outside, and he's like, he's got this new party, got it at Home Depot, and he's like, he's like, Tom, uh, one thing, maybe uh, need to uh, shutting off the water to the house, maybe you know, <laughs> fuck, one hour maybe. Like this, and I look at him like, Sergio, do you really think on Thanksgiving I can go tell my wife that we're just going to shut the water off completely right. to the house? Well, she's got like a a timer that she sticks in the turkey that has like a readout on it and that's like connected to an app that's like you know connected to the world clock somewhere in Vienna. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's got all that set up and everything is on this precise. Schedule. She's a school teacher. Yeah. He's like, you know, Tom. You know, it's just maybe one hour. Maybe I'm gonna <laughs> fix the sprinkler coming around here. He's I, he's he's strong arming you. Yeah. He's like, and some oh, Come on, you know, calling you out. Like, come on, don't be such a bitch. No, he was being the opposite. He had no idea that this was like. He, he doesn't a, understand you, the holiday. You can't. Yes. You can't be that naive. Come on. 
He's, no, he just doesn't understand the holiday. Well, he know he knows there's a holiday, but he doesn't know that it's like the you know, like like this is like this would be the equivalent of Sergio's mother making five hundred tamales for, yeah. for twenty people showing up to her house on on Christmas, pretty much. It's a fucking it's a white white boy Cinco de Mayo. Exactly, it's a white boy Cinco de Mayo. So Thanksgiving, I, that's all it is. I, I wanted to get the sprinkler fixed though. I, I got that agenda going where I got a leaky sprinkler. So I thought. I'll just float this one by the wife. No. I'll just see what happens. Yeah. No, that's obvious. So I, I, I walk into the kitchen, and my wife's got all the shit going on, you know, hearing Waterloo in the background. Waterloo. Na, 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 na. Nah, a, big fan. I don't, I don't know. A- Abba. Like I said. Same forwards and backwards. Yeah, the, the, the Waterloo I was thinking of. And um, she's got it going. I'm like, she's like, why is Sergio here? Like, it can't be good if Sergio's here. Like, nothing positive can happen. Like, don't worry, babe. He's just coming to fixing the sprinkler. And, uh, you know, he just got to shut off the water for, like, you know, 40 minutes, an hour. And she looked at me like her, 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 her jaw hit the floor and went down to the iron core of the earth. And she was like, you need to tell Sergio that it's thanks fucking giving. And he needs to get the fuck out of here. Tell him we love him. And he's the best. You'll be paid for his work, but you don't show up on things. I, mean, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. So you have to give the guy a history lesson. Well, you know, I mean, the guy, he knows a bit. I was like, Sergio, 10 people coming over, her entire family. Wife's got to have use of the water in the home right now. Oh, I see, Tom. Okay. You know, maybe, you know. Yeah. And then the, the great thing about the gardener is that he, his English speaking isn't that great, but he's the most talkative person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> so, like, whenever I talk to him, I'm like, all right, Sergio, so, you know, I'll, I'll catch you. You know, come by Tuesday. You can take care of the whole thing. Okay, so I'll come by Tuesday. You know, I was, uh, last week, I, uh, this customer, he's a Swiss, 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 Sergio, yes, Swiss, and he have a big palm tree, you know? The big palm trees, maybe 20 feet, 30 feet, maybe 40 feet, maybe 25 feet, 27 <laughs> feet, maybe, maybe the 28 feet. And his eyes get real big. He's like, you know, I got to pull out pull out the palm tree, you know? And I'm saying, all right, all right, Sergio, let's get, let's get moving here. That's, and a then, good, that's a good gig for you, Sergio. Thanks. And, and my sister, she's coming maybe on Wednesday. Maybe she's coming to the city of Pasadena. You know the city of Pasadena? Yeah, I know. Yes, over there, but you know the Montrose or maybe La Cañada Flint Ridge or something. And then Sergio just goes on and on. And I love the guy, so I want to talk to him at a certain point. So I was like, all right, my man, I'll see you, Sergio. You know, I see, maybe Tuesday, you know, I got a house in the Bellflower. You know, you, you got to talk to him in his language. Just be like, Cállate, bendejo. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up and walk away. And, and That's the, what you do. So, so Sergio, one time, he's he's telling me, is and I, I love sitting talking to him. He's a nice guy, but then he he drops this one on me. He's about six four, about three hundred pounds, right? But he tucks his shirt in. He like a polo shirt when he does his gardening that he leaves tucked in. I don't know how he does it. Nice. Yeah. He's got jeans tucked in shirt, but he's gardening, and. He tells me one time, cause he, he's telling me about his Easter plans. Oh, and what are you doing for Easter, you know? And he was like, oh, you know, I'm going to uh, Michoacan. And, uh, you know, I do the, the stations, the stations of the, the cross, you know? Like, oh, the stations of the cross. You know, I'm putting on the loincloth and I'm putting the big cross on my back. <laughs> and so my, my gardener, he says, he crucifies himself and walks through the town and is like beaten by people. That's a good time. Like Jesus. Wow, that's a, that's a like, fun way to spend Easter. <laughs> and he, go, he does it every year, and I'm thinking, this, this, this is why my lawn looks so good. <laughs> Sergio's in with the man upstairs. But, uh, so anyway. but Sergio sounds dope. 
No, I wanna, no. I want to hang out with him. Yeah, no, he's the best. Very affordable, too, if anybody in the audience needs a... Is he going to be the next uh, cigar store Indian? Oh, that'd be sweet. <laughs> you know, so... This song goes out To all the people out there that be running their mouth And they don't know what The hell they saying Shut up now that I've got my I, I don't know if I'm the only person who watches this show, but, you know, I was watching Arsenio Hall the other day. I think you're one of the few. And uh, what, Netflix? You watching some old ones? No, no, I'm watching the current Arsenio Hall show. <laughs> and then, and what, uh, In Living Colors on right before it? What's going on? No, <laughs> no, I just, I, I like Arsenio. Just, I don't know, but I don't know whether it's it's because I grew up watching it. And like Arsenio was the shit back in the day, or because I legitimately like I have no idea, but it's just entertaining to me. I just when I watch Arsenio, I just feel good. I don't know, like the 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 the, the writing on the show isn't very good, but I like him watching him interview people. I don't know what it is. I, I like his I like his broadcasting chops, Buck. Really? So, well, so I'm watching Arsenio, and I would I don't know why, but I actually got excited about this because exactly at home because I follow Arsenio on Twitter. Okay. And <laughs> sure. All right, man. <laughs> Again, the only one out of three of us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, He's got yeah. some real incisive tweets up there. You would. It's safe to say you admire this man. Yes. You don't. You don't just like you admire him. Like there are qualities in him that that you see. Like wow, this is this is good. Like this, he's like the most genuine interview. Like you watch Letterman. Letterman don't give a shit when he's sitting there. It's like he's a cranky ass motherfucker. Yeah, I, I love Letterman, but you know, and like you know, so I, I, I'm watching. I got excited the other day, and I don't know why. But it said R. Kelly was going to be on Arsenio. And I was like, this is must see TV. Is it, what, Trapped in the Closet 8, 10? What is it now? No, dude. His new album, Black Panties. Wow. <laughs> yeah. nice. So nice. R. R. Kelly comes out and he stands in front of like a, what do you, like a, kind of podium, like it's a press conference. Hmm. And he starts like singing about how everybody tried to take him down. And he's like, shut up. <laughs> to like the, the people, like the haters out there. He's like, shut up. And it's like, Boop. You, you, I think it was like child molestation you were up for, dude. <laughs> like, you t- and like pissing on someone. Yeah, and then he comes back this like self righteous, and everybody's like, "Yeah, R. Kelly, giving it to him." It's like, no, this guy's a sexual deviant. Right. And we're watching him on TV, and then I was I was enthralled, and like Ar- Arsenio's interviewing him, and and R. Kelly's giving these answers, which are just strange. Sounds about right. It's like not quite what he asked, so it's like R. Kelly. So black panties is dropping this Wednesday. What's going on with that? Yeah, man, that's an album. Boop. Yeah. Boop. I, I don't know. So, you know, and uh, so he's got, R. Kelly's got black panties coming out. You know, and I admire his soulful, you know, his soulful way that he has, his, his ability to drop black panties. If you know he's, what I'm he's, a, he's a very sexual being. He, he, is, he is 10 pounds of sex in a one pound bag. <laughs> Holy shit. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. I, I thought to myself, I might have some kind of inner R. Kelly in me. I, I was going to say, you're... You're you know about maybe two pounds of shit. two pounds of shit <laughs> shit yeah you're about two, two pounds. pounds of shit in a yeah. one pound bag one pound of sex bag. yes, yes. What, what kind of sex are you into <laughs> but that's, that's what it is some <laughs> kind of R Kelly shiza the shiza <laughs> shit I'm at least pee you know <laughs> but so I figured maybe I would write a song uh, not not about black panties mm. but no. you know something that's a little more happening in my universe and and, and I thought days of the week panties. You oh. know, you know how girls like sometimes they got the days of the week panties where it's like a Monday. It's just like Monday, 
Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, Tuesday says Tuesday, then sometimes they'll be wearing like Wednesday, but it's Tuesday. And you're like, either you had that shit on for six days, or you're putting them on a day early. Hmm. You never see, you never, you never been with a lady with day of the week panties? It's very sexy. No. No. Yeah. She, no. Had, she had, she had month panties. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> that time of the that month was, panties? That was a bad side. No, it was just like June. <laughs> Fall. That's all I say, yeah. <laughs> it took a long time, yeah. I guess. Change that shit out. That's one cheap motherfucker. Mercury and retrograde <laughs> panties. She has the, uh, she has the horoscope <laughs> panties. <laughs> this is Gemini. This is my yeah, Gemini exactly. panty. House of Venus. <laughs> so I decided, so I got the guitar here. Let me grab the guitar. And I want you, you guys' help. Hmm. All right. With this song called Days of the Week Panties. Let's get it on. We got, oh, we got to slow this down a bit. Take it no, back. I don't want to. I don't want to be a minute man soul yeah, singer. Don't don't rush. That's it. pretty good. <laughs> if it don't fit, don't force it, baby. <laughs> Lace, cotton, lingerie. I'll drop your panties with a song and some tangeray. You got a thong like dental floss You're going home in a cab with your legs crossed Cause I'm a freak Every day of the week Cause I'm a freak Every day of the week Edible panties for my lunch I'll save them for my breakfast and my Captain Crunch You see me at my concert you're going home with the draft going up your skirt Cause I'm a freak Every day of the week Cause I'm a freak Every day of the week Said Monday On the floor Tuesday On the floor Wednesday On the floor You ain't got no draws no more Said Friday on the floor Saturday On the floor Thursday On the floor And on the seventh day You're gonna drop them pennies once more I never have to ask what day it is You got that shit written on your schniz Latino girls never get lonely When you got Sabado Higante written on your chonies Cause I'm a freak Every day of the week I'm a freak Freaky freaky now Every day of the week Said Monday On, on the floor. floor Tuesday On, on the floor. floor Wednesday On, on the floor. floor You ain't got no drugs no, no more Said Thursday On the floor Friday on the floor Saturday On the floor You ain't got, got no, no draws no more I said Monday On the floor Domingo On the floor Lunes, Martes, Miercoles That should be on the floor Whoa. Cause I'm a freak Every day of the week Cause I'm a freak Every day Far Out would like to be your friend. We'll be your best friend. 
friend with benefits, or a friend in that unspecified, gay, but not being out about it way. To be our friend, find us on Facebook. You'll get exclusive pictures, show updates, and the ability to like us and make comments. Just enter Far Out Podcast in the search bar. Thanks, friendo. And we're back. So, I always like that. Every time I always start up a new topic, hmm. whenever I go to edit shows, it always starts off with, so, no, 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 no. At a certain point when you hear your voice so much, you just start doing yourself. Right? Huh. You never, I mean, not you do like... do impersonations of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like, do it myself. <laughs> But you're, you get, you're listening to the show doing that? My God. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds about right. Ooh, that's, that's, what's going ooh, on? This beat is good. Ooh, this beat is so good. Excuse me, honey. I'm just going to go listen to the best of show in the bathroom for a minute. Actually, I had 30 a, seconds. Yeah. The other day I was editing like the best of show or whatever, and I was sitting like my wife's watching Glee or some shit. And she looks at me and she goes, you're editing your show, aren't you? I said, yes. She goes, you have that self-satisfied look. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. I know, it's bad. I, so, I'm driving, I'm driving up the street the other day with my wife. I know, we're driving up Woodruff Boulevard or something. We're getting ready to make a turn, and there's this big-ass truck in front of us. Massive. Just huge. How big was it? Huge, <laughs> and uh, I see this big truck, and I'm, it has a bumper sticker on it. Only one bumper sticker, and it's a yellow bumper sticker. And in black writing, it just says one thing: it says "Global warming is a hoax." <laughs> that was it. That's what it said on the on the back of the guy's uh, badass. Yeah, he was like, was "Real." I mean, clearly the guy was creating. It wasn't a hoax anymore because of the automobile he was driving was getting about you know two and a half kilometers to the gallon but so the guy had this big ass truck and he was wanting to communicate to me that he didn't believe any science whatsoever pertaining to the concepts of global warming so that's beyond the scope of our show to discuss but i was like all right well so this is this is this guy's thing you know he believes that global warming is a hoax and i thought if global warming is a hoax it's one of the grandest hoaxes ever played yeah al Al gore fucked me over yeah (laughs) i listened to him you know, you li- I, vo- I voted for that man. And now what? And now, now he just he hoaxed your ass. Yeah, I feel, I feel hoaxed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel see, you, you got straight hoaxed, dog. You can't get the visual with that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for those at home, but it was funny. maybe maybe I feel hoaxed. Buck looked sad. Feel, Buck feel, looked real sad. <laughs> feel hoodwinked, bamboozled, <laughs> led astray. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock. Land it on us. So, uh, you know, this this guy's idea of global warming is a hoax. And I thought, well, if, if global warming is indeed a hoax, it's one of the grandest, most elaborate hoaxes played in human history. Mm. Um, so I, I started thinking to myself, and I thought, we should discuss some hoaxes that have been perpetrated on society uh, on this show. Oh, okay. Let's right. do it. So, Elliot Dagan here, you have a list of some of the greatest hoaxes of all time. All right. Um, first one we got is the moon hoax. Uh, so the moon does not exist. Uh, no, no, quite the opposite. It's not made of cheese. That's a, that's a hoax, by the way. The fact that the Earth, the, the moon is made out of like I don't know, iron or some shit. Say who? Yeah, what? I'm not I'm not familiar. I'm not that deep into hoaxes, so I heard that one. Well, isn't that what it's made out of? It's like some kind of iron ore or something. I don't know. I don't I'll know. get an email about this, but it's not made of cheese. No. All right. Uh, New York City rag the sun. 
Great Moon Hoax, a series of six articles published in 1835 about the discovery of a civilization on the moon. Oh. The articles claimed that a British astronomer named John Herschel had used a powerful new telescope to spot plants, unicorns, bipedal beavers, a winged humans. Winged uh, humans? Yeah. Fairies? Mm. Boy, this guy had him going. What do you see in there? <laughs> a unicorn? <laughs> Fairies? <laughs> They're like, really? Oh, shit. Uh, let me see. Let me see. No, no. Only I can look through it. Only I can look through it. Okay. Uh, he claimed that the uh, winged humans collected fruit, built temples from sapphire, and lived there in total harmony. I like he could see the sapphire from that far away. Well, you can tell from the spectrum analysis. They're made of uh, sapphire. Whoa, sapphire. Ooh, sapphire. Oh, yeah, sapphire. that's rare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's nice stuff. I like how he didn't. Uh, I like how he didn't shoot too high. He didn't. Go, oh, it's diamonds. There's diamonds on the moon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. He's like, I, I see it. I see it. cubic zirconium <laughs> on the moon. Oh, 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 oh yeah, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> Bunch of fucking phonies. Huh. It took five years for the story's writer, Richard Adams Locke, to finally confess that he was making it all up. Oh, so the guy who did the hoax was like, yep. yep. No, it's real, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's this real. John Herschel guy who doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. You can't find him. I, only I know his uh, his number. That's amazing that people were so kind of not scientifically evolved enough, just the general populace, that they all just kind of bought into it. Well, when you don't go to school, because you have to work in like a sewing factory when you're five. Yeah, that's true. Uh, next one, Clever Hans. Oh. Uh, Wilhelm von Osten. Whoa, 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 whoa. A turn-of-the-century German math teacher. Mm was determined to prove uh, intelligence of animals. The intelligence of the animals <laughs> is existing. With years of training, a horse named Hans who could add, subtract, multiply, and read German. <laughs> and read German. <laughs> he can read. Only German. Yeah. The, the horse is like... <laughs> 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 What's that? You want to read Wuthering Heights again? <laughs> Okay. Great German novel. the game up. <laughs> Hans would calculate sums and convert fractions by tapping a hoof to indicate numbers. He became a national sensation, made headlines in the United States, and earned the nickname Clever Hans. Mm. He's very clever. <laughs> this horse is so clever. Yeah, exactly. What what age was this? What time was this around? Does it say? Uh, I don't. This have sounds like a turn of the century. So turn yeah, of the century. early. Yeah, this sounds like a yeah. small ass town. Like we have the smartest horse. You know? <laughs> oh my god! And people come from everywhere. You know. Uh, a psychologist examined Hans. <laughs> I like the idea of like... <laughs> That's just gold right there. <laughs> some guy that looks like Sigmund Freud is going up to a horse, and he's got, oh, he's got maybe got the horse on one of those like fainting couches. You know, the, tell me about your mother. He is sad. Fraulein Hans. A psychologist examined Hans and figured out the horse was doing its calculator act. Each time Hans was presented with a math equation, he'd tap away until a subtle cue of his owner's face told him to stop. Oh. The cues were so subtle that Von Osten didn't even know he was giving them. Mm. That likely story. Uh, when, oh, this is a great name, uh, Fungst exposed the truth, Von Osten denied it, insisting that Hans really was clever, 
and he continued to parade his horse before happy crowds. He is clever. Yeah. He is not a, he is not a phony. He is a clever horse. You're wrong. You're all wrong. <laughs> you are all wrong. You will see. Time will tell. <laughs> I do have the smartest horse. Uh, here's a good one. Secret to immortality. Oh. Uh, in the 1700s, Johan Kuhasen Kuhasen. all people with fucked up names doing these things. Yeah, they always got to have hard names, man. Uh, maybe that's their problem. You yeah. Know? They're just <laughs> angry about their name. They're ostracized. <laughs> Wrote a paper on the prolongation of life, claiming that it could be extended by taking an elixir produced in part from the breath of young women collected in bottles. I think that's the thing. I think he's just trying to get some ass from some young ladies. Well, he came out yeah. saying it was satire. Oh, so later. obviously, yeah, he was trying to get yeah. Yeah. Uh, why why don't you girls just come in here and blow in this bottle right here? That's not a bottle. Okay, a little lower, <laughs> lower. Uh, uh, there you go. Get this bottle all the way in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, you got to exactly. get in the back of the throat. There's too many impurities coming in here. Keep going. <laughs> There's a bottle in my bladder. There you go. <laughs> uh, the Turk. Mm. Constructed in 1770, this fake chess machine was made to look like a Turkish robot capable of beating <laughs> even the best human players. You said capable of beating. I could just imagine a Turkish <laughs> Turk robot that the... jerks people off. Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> jerks himself. <laughs> He's turking off. Uh, after touring the world for almost a century... And beating numerous chess masters, including none other than Benjamin Franklin. Mm. <laughs> it was found. I didn't know he was that good of a chess player. Like when you get, you know, these computer chess things, and you play, you know, Bobby Fischer or some random Russian. They don't have Ben Franklin as an option. Right. Yeah, there's no Ben Franklin avatar. No. Mm. <laughs> it was found the robot was actually nothing more than a person in disguise. Right. Yeah, because they didn't really have robots back then <laughs> in 1770. <laughs> no, I can I can imagine some kind of steampunk looking Turk. Exactly. Lo- like a hell? lot of wheels and but just some fool sitting in makeup. He probably was. He probably wasn't even like Turkish. It was probably just some like nah. Englishman. <laughs> They probably went through like ten Turks with that thing going around the going around the uh, world with that. Yeah, but more, the, more than one person died in that outfit. I'm telling you that. There's a lot, there's a lot of Turkish uh, chess masters out there pretending to be a robot. Exactly. I'm thinking a lot of people. It's a huge thing, Ellie. Come on, you I don't think, know it. I think a lot of people got shot over a game of chess back then, like a bunch of respectable men, you know. And that was duel worthy. Yeah, I think you'd you'd come out and you'd be like, "You took my queen." You know, it's t- it's time for a duel. I am the king of chess in this lair. And that guy's like, how are you going to fucking defeat a robot? You know? Right. It's intimidating. Damn Turks. And they probably never saw a robot before. I, I can't imagine <laughs> there were robots in that day. Yeah, imagine playing against a robot for the first time, and it's like 1700. You yeah. know, and you're like, oh, shit. I got freaked out when I played, like, chess on the Atari. Right. And I was like, what is in there? There's a man in there. There's got to be a man in there. <laughs> Jesus. So, we are going to shut down this show. <laughs> yeah, this is a full German show, isn't it? <laughs> a lot of bad German accents on yeah. today's da, show. Da, it's good. Da. It's like a bad episode of Laugh-In. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Gibson's going to come in the chair. How about that for, for everybody who's 20 who listens to the show, a Henry Gibson Laugh-In reference? They tuned out hours ago. <laughs> I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the Far Out Podcast. Buck Perez for showing up on this chilly night. Thank you. Announcer Elliot. Uh, thank you for having me. Donka. Lula, lula, lula.
such most lullaby Ich sag gute Nacht And I say good night Schon leuchtet dein Stern mm, Yes, I see the light Die Sonne geht schlafen Der Tag ist vorbei When Uncle Satchmo sings his lullaby Ich träume von dir And I dream of you Bleib immer mein großer Freund Yes, I do